Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. As I said earlier, I was not intending. I was not intending to make this whole program about Joe Biden. But he did that to himself, okay? He came on during my show. And he did a speech, and he said a bunch of stupid things, and I just can't let that go. I can't. Also, it ran about 13 minutes, which is perfect for me because it allows me to air the whole thing in its entirety, broken into four different segments, while I mock him during the segments. So uh, it just, it, it you know, it checks all the boxes. Now, do you remember a fellow by the name of Lanny Davis um, used to work for... The Clintons He's the founder of the Washington, D.C. law firm, Lanny J. Davis and Associates. He is one of the he's one of the associates, I believe. He's one of the first to use the concept of legal crisis management to solve client problems. I get the feeling he wrote this himself, actually. But he wrote this. This is real clear politics, but I think he wrote his own bio. Um, He is a former special counsel to President Bill Clinton. 96 to 98, and he served on a privacy and civil right, a civil liberties panel appointed by George W. Bush, and he has been writing uh, a column called Purple Nation for more than 13 years. Fat Lanny Davis. Lanny Davis says it's time for Biden to lead on the borders, on securing the border. And then today we hear that Biden is going to be building 20 more miles of wall. I'm sure it's just completely coincidental. All right, we'll get to that in a second. Let me read some of the emails in response to the, uh, and the messages in response to President Biden's uh, news conference there. He only took like three questions. And, and I'm telling you, if you watch him, he zones out. He, he zones out a couple different times. It's difficult to watch. Um, so here's Stan. He says they're definitely they're definitely like what is fair share when he says yeah yeah hey fair share right when he says that what does he mean by their definition of fair share is the same as me going to the store and asking the price of something and they tell me never mind we'll just send you a bill later after we determine the cost right how would I ever determine what I'd actually paid for the item I couldn't and that's the point um. President Biden, sorry, the subject lines get cut off, so I can't see. Yeah, I can't see. Oh, there it is. Uh, the president said, I said it before. I'll say it again. Yeah, no doubt about that. But when he says it again, it's because, A, he forgot he said it in the first place, and B, hey, there's a squirrel stealing my ice cream. Um, Spiking the ball before the holding penalty is called. No, it is spiking the ball after scoring for the other team. Well, that's fair. All right. Bob, welcome to the program. Hello, Bob. Hi, Pete. I'm on my walk, so I might sound a little bit winded. I apologize for that, although I suspect that I sound really good. You do. You always sound great, Bob. You sound young. You sound uh, filled with vim and vigor. Yes. 
yeah, I, th- I think my Vim to Vigor ratio could use a little tweaking, <laughs> but that's, uh, that's, uh, that's nothing we can take care of right here. Uh, I should also apologize that I did not hear the first hour of today's broadcast, and that is on my list for confessional. Uh, I ate six ice cream sandwiches last night too, so that's on the list. Okay. And well, I, the first hour. In order to for penance, uh, just download the podcast. It's totally free, and it'll come right to your smartphone or tablet, and uh, then you then you can listen to the first hour. Well, and go yeah, and, and listen more, that. my son. So, it, but but I wanted to ask your opinion about this uh, this contention that the administration is making, and and there. And Mayorkas was on the news during this most recent break here saying the same thing mm-hmm. and that how, how, that because this money was set aside for the wall, that they must build the wall. And that doesn't sound correct to me. It sounds to me like they can't spend the money for something different. Because if that were the case, they could, you know, a a Congress could say, you know, we appropriate X dollars to paint Confederate flags on the pavement of interstates all through America. And then whatever administration came in would have to do that. That doesn't sound right to me. And I think they're pulling a dirty trick. So even so, this is what I said in the first hour. Even if we agree or or uh, we we concede that point, let's just for the sake of this exercise, let's just agree. Okay, there was money put in the budget at some point. I'm assuming when Republicans were in charge to build a wall, um, and it cleared, it became law. So I'm thinking it had to have been during Trump's first two years. And so now here we are, what, uh, you know, four years later, and now they're finally going to have to spend it, right? So let's just assume that Democrats, with the chance to repeal that that piece of legislation, that they failed to do so, and now Biden is forced to build the wall, right? Let's just assume that's true. Why would you waive all of the environmental regulatory obstacles? Why would you waive those laws in order to rush the building of the wall. Why would you do that? Right? That's that's an excellent point and I you know I hope that Republicans and Democrats alike can understand how misleading this is. And and Democrats, I mean I'm I'm basically a Republican. I look like a Democrat, but I'm basically a Republican. And I think that this is so misleading. Mm-hmm. They just have decided, gee, we kind of need a little bit of wall here. Yeah. So I w- we're going to blame it on the Republicans. Right. And it's just dirty. Yeah. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Bob, I uh, highly recommend you get the first hour. You can uh, you can listen to it. It only runs about half hour. Not e- Yeah, about half hour. So uh, if yeah, you get the... I noticed that, too. Yeah. So if you, you subscribe, <laughs> it's free. You can listen to it and... All of these questions and your points are all addressed in that first hour. I appreciate the call, Bob. Have a great weekend. Um, no, it's true. It's and here it is summed up: is we have to, um, we have to, we're, we're following the law by ignoring the environmental laws to build the wall that we don't need and don't want to build. That's their position. That's their. That's what their argument has been. Yeah, it it blinks reality. It's gaslighting. It is uh, it's an assumption that you are stupid and that 
their media allies will cover for them. And what happened today at that press conference when Biden got asked three or four questions, right? One of them was about the wall and he couldn't explain it. I was told I have to spend the money. We can't, we tried to get it reappropriated and that's it. Meanwhile, I got my Yorkus out there saying the other day that there's a pre, there's an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers to prevent unlawful entries. Well, if there's an acute and an immediate need to do that, then it shouldn't matter that you're being forced to build the wall. Then it sounds like you think that building a wall actually will help solve the problem. So then why would you be saying, we have to build it, I don't like it any more than you do, but I have to do it because, you know, Congress put the money in there and, gosh, Democrats had no control over Congress when we had control over Congress and we didn't repeal it when we had that control over Congress. If only we had control. Dennis says, um, Biden's border, after three years of neglecting the Mexican border crisis, Biden feels like building 20 miles of border wall. That's about as useful as putting a screen door on a submarine. Knowing Biden's people, this section of wall is going to have turnstiles like every 50 feet. If the White House wants to get to the roots of this illegal immigration, it should do so by looking in the mirror. This will solve nothing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Biden looking in the mirror could solve something. He could look in the mirror and be like, oh, my God, I look so old. Maybe I should retire. Like, that could happen. I'm just spitballing. All righty. So, by the way, I still have a bunch of other emails from yesterday's conversation. I'm going to try to get through all of these emails today. We're going to go through the email sack here. All right? Just read them all. Do them live. All right. uh, Lanny Davis says, it's time for President Biden to lead on securing our borders. I have had this piece in my stack of stuff since September 26th. And when you've lost Lanny Davis, <laughs> right? Like this was the, this was, I suspect this prompted what we saw today. What, three, two weeks later? He says, in May of 2023, President Biden announced a temporary rule pending a more permanent congressional fix. He set uh, what seemed to be a reasonable uh, precondition before an an illegal immigrant could enter the U.S. to obtain a final legal ruling qualifying for asylum. What I will call here the Biden rule, which was you had to meet at least one of three conditions before you, if you're an illegal migrant, before you could enter the U.S. to seek asylum status protection. You had to meet one of these three. Number one, schedule an appointment for an asylum hearing on the app. Remember when they rolled rolled out the app? That's number one. Set an appointment. Or obtain sponsorship by a U.S. resident. Or proving that they face a serious health condition of an imminent safety threat. You can claim any one of those three. Otherwise, you're presumed illegal. The immediate results of this rule were dramatic. Border crossings dropped by 42%. But then, that was back in May. But then, in July, a federal judge overturned that rule. He says, I believe, but still do not know, that Mr. Biden directed the U.S. Justice Department to appeal that decision. If necessary, all the way to the Supreme Court. I don't know why that was not a major White House announcement, though. But that's the point. Why hasn't the White House communication shop 
made a big deal about the Biden rule, its immediate evidence of effects and its decision to appeal to the Supreme Court. Why haven't we seen administration spokespeople and cabinet secretaries on the TV cable shows or on Sunday news and President Biden himself at press conferences and in speeches? What's going on? This is not a Republican issue, nor a mega Republican issue. It is and should be a Democrat issue as well. Security on our borders and enforcing the law do not mean a lack of compassion for those seeking asylum. Most Democrats are just as concerned about this problem as Republicans. So I guess they're xenophobes and racists as well. He goes on to say, Mr. Biden and congressional Democrats should also consider tightening the definition of what is necessary to qualify for asylum. Now that word is defined as including circumstances where an illegal migrant faces persecution in their native country because of their race, religion, nationality, political opinion, or another characteristic. Maybe Congress needs to tighten that definition further. Maybe, given the unsustainable flood of Central American migrants over the southwestern border, to qualify for asylum, a migrant must prove the imminent safety threat referred to in the Biden rule, right? The Biden administration can do stuff. It's got a whole toolkit available to it. A toolkit that it refuses to utilize, right? They're called laws, and they don't enforce the law. They don't allow these things to be utilized, This gets back to what Dennis Prager said. I've quoted him several times about this. Progressives vote their values. Conservatives vote their values. Liberals do not. Liberals vote for progressives even when it's against their values, their principles. They still vote for progressives. Lanny Davis is spelling out a liberal position. But he's going to vote progressive every single time. Why? Prager says it's because liberals are cowards. They never fight. They never fight the progressives inside their own party. He also says that they don't want to admit that they are actually closer to conservatives. Their values line up personally more closely with conservative values than progressives. They don't want to acknowledge that. That's how you end up with the empty platitudes and the bumper sticker bromides in in, uh, lieu of debate, you know? Maybe Congress needs to tighten the definition further. He says, the crisis on our border is an issue where he can show vigor. Okay, well, let's not get crazy. Although maybe for Lanny Davis, by comparison, like he sees Joe Biden and Lanny's pretty old too. So he's like, that's, man, that's Joe Biden. He sure does have a lot of energy, a lot of vim and vigor, right? It's the second time I've used that term in this program. Uh, He says Biden can show vigor and leadership and action. And his comms team at the White House needs to focus on getting the facts out about Mr. Biden's leadership on this issue. So once again, what do we have? Right. It's it's not that we're doing the wrong thing. It's that you just don't know about it, which is always the lament of the left. Always. The political left is always crying about how if people just knew what we were doing, then we would be more popular. Our programs and our policies would be way more popular. You heard the same thing. You keep hearing the same thing with Bidenomics, right? We keep hearing it all the time about Bidenomics. 
The question from the reporter today had this built-in assumption that the economy is going gangbusters. Why don't people just understand that? Where's the disconnect come from? And what does Joe Biden say? It's you guys, the media. That's downright Trumpian. Right? So the media is just playing up the negative stories about the economy. And by the way, he's not entirely wrong on that. Because media, in general, doesn't know a lot about economics. Well, actually, media doesn't know a lot about fill in the blank. They, well, I mean, there are there are economic reporters and journalists that do. But a lot of the headlines that you end up seeing cast economic data or announcements like the jobs report or the jobs numbers. Um, they get cast in this good or bad. And that's it. And economic data in and of itself, one piece of data doesn't tell the whole story. The economy is $4 trillion for crying out loud, right? How could one data point tell you everything you need to know to say that this is good or bad? Particularly when you go into that data point and you realize they've cut out all sorts of relevant factors, i.e. food and gasoline in the CPI, in the Consumer Price Index, right? They, they cut it out. So that's the stuff most people buy. So why would you eliminate it? Well, they eliminated it back during Bill Clinton. Speaking of Lanny Davis, they took it out because the numbers didn't look very good. They weren't rebounding well. There's a lot of, there's a lot of nuance to the economic data. So he is not entirely incorrect by saying that media promote bad stories. If it bleeds, it leads. If it's sex, it's next, right? That's the, that's the template. You know, no, nobody... Somebody stands on the corner waving around a newspaper saying, absolutely nothing happened today. Read all about it, right? <laughs> this just doesn't happen. Will Joe Biden get the messaging he needs for the election? Oh, gosh, I hope so. Don't you? We might actually believe that the border's secure and Bidenomics is working. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? All right, let's open up the email sack and see what is in it. Um, Pete, this is from, oh, who is this from? BF, yeah, oh, Mike, okay. Mike in Mineral Springs. Um, very healthy water there, I've heard. Uh, Pete, I read this line from the Washington Post article on the difference between the Biden border wall and the Trump border wall. Quote, Customs Border Patrol officials said the new segments they plan to build will minimize environmental impacts by using a movable Jersey barrier foundation in contrast to existing segments of the barriers that are anchored in concrete. Ha! Ah, so take that, you MAGA extremist Republicans. Either they will move the walls as needed to continue to admit undocumented migrants and their Mexican drug cartel benefactors and sex slave traffickers, or... The wall will just fall during a big windstorm. I did not realize that. Maybe that's why they're waiving all of the uh, environmental laws so they can build it. 
Um, Dan says, Pete, I have heard you accuse both Biden and Harris of gaslighting the American public. I'd have to disagree. I view gaslighting as a practice that requires a reasonable IQ, a modicum of strategy, and the ability to speak concisely to ensure credibility with your targeted gaslightee. In the case of both of these buffoons, a room temperature range IQ hardly prepares either of them for the sophisticated sport of gaslighting. The fact is, both of them are dumb enough to believe that American voters are even dumber than they are to buy into the shovels full of hoo-ha that they are spreading. That is from Dan. Um, do, do, do these, oh, this was on yesterday's topic where we were talking about polling and uh, uh, Trump and Biden and the Republican primary and all of that. Um, and by the way, uh, like uh, if it seems like I don't have a position on uh, who should be the Republican nominee and how that person will do, it's because uh, I don't at this point. And here's the thing. I don't have to. I don't have to. I have serious reservations about Donald Trump, and I always have. And there really isn't anything you're going to say to me to alleviate those reservations because I watched him. I listened to him. I've covered him. So, so there's nothing you can say that's going to explain what I saw and heard away, right? Because I saw it and heard it with my own eyes and ears, right? Now, that being said, if Republicans decide that this is the guy they want to represent them in the race, so be it. We'll see what happens. I would prefer it not be Trump. But what do I know? Just a radio host. Um, Greg says, Pete, elections are what media make them. Just like Romney, they have smeared Trump. I agree with that. Uh, That's why Trump is polling. That's why Trump is polling lost than he should. Maybe lower than he should. Of course, there was a decent trend of old showing Trump ahead of Biden. So that's going back and forth, showing the public is as well. Right. I think Biden, I think Biden's numbers get worse as more and more people, you know, see him. (laughs) Because honestly, every time I see him, he looks older, more decrepit, less articulate. It's getting worse. And just like with Trump, I saw that. You can't tell me, like, who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? That's what we're being asked of Democrats and media. But I repeat myself. Anyway, back to Greg's email. Considering most haven't heard. The other side, quote unquote, hopefully they will during the election and Trump can win. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Of course, he wins with the current Biden plus two national polling and wins when he polled ahead. Right. The key is going to be in the battleground states. Right. That's the the swing states, these ones that are truly up for grabs. Is he going to be able to win there? It's it's like, you know, Biden can rack up 10 million votes in. Plus, like a margin of 10 million votes in California, but it doesn't matter. It's not going to matter. Those are all just kind of, quote, wasted votes because there are only so many electoral college votes that he gets. So that's it. Right. He's running up the national, the popular vote, but we don't elect our presidents by popular vote. So the key is going to be, you know, getting the polling in the individual uh, battleground states. And uh, and are you able to build a map right with those with those states. Um, anyway, the party hasn't even started rallying behind Trump as the nominee. So I feel all this plus the shy Trump voter make me feel rather optimistic. The shy Trump voters are the ones that will vote for Trump, but are shy to tell anybody that they're voting for Trump. They're like closet Trump voters. They don't want to say this goes to my point yesterday about 
voters don't like to be embarrassed or humiliated by the people they vote for, right? And that's and and that's why that's what the shy Trump voter is, right? They they don't want to acknowledge, they don't want to say, but they're going to vote for him. Um, is all it sure is awful how the media chooses our winners? Larry, I guess that's Larry Elder would mention that book left turn about the media influence. I saw the media roll back in 1992 when they would not report that the recession ended and they tried to make Bush look like he couldn't use a scanner. Oh yeah. Remember they asked him at the grocery store, somebody asked him what the price of milk was and he didn't know. And that became, Oh my gosh, he's so out of touch. Now it's like every time you go to a town someplace, they're like, you get a little card as the candidate and you're like, here's the price of milk. So you look at the car so you know. So if somebody asks you, you know. Uh, knowing they cheat in media helps you see so much more. Um, if Trump, This is from Dennis. If Trump gets elected our next president while in jail, can he then pardon himself? That would be a hoot. <laughs> I don't know. There are, we're in uncharted territory here. I, uh, I don't know. Um. Oh, and that's a question about how much the government brings in. I sent him a reply on that already. Andrew says, I love WBT, and I listen to you from time to time. Well, maybe I should just just read uh, every few words, not not read all of your words, Andrew. No, I'm kidding. Um, he says, I listen to you from time to time between 12 to 3. Though you are very engaging and articulate, oh, I sense a butt coming up, I become frustrated at times. To me... It seems you are attempting to, quote, educate people of why Trump is great, but not this time. Oh, I haven't been trying to do that at all. Sorry. I I imagine why you would be frustrated then if you think I've been trying to tell people that Trump is great, but just not this time. No, I've been able to identify areas uh, of policy uh, where I agree with what Trump did. But I've never voted for him. And I don't, I don't care for him as a politician. I don't. I don't care for him as a person. I don't. I thought he was a heck of an entertainer. I don't think he's a good businessman either. And that, that, that doesn't mean you have to believe that either. I'm not trying to convince you of that. I'm just telling you I don't agree with you. And it's, it's kind of like the vaccine stuff where it's like, oh, I got the vaccine or I didn't get the vaccine. And then people get very angry at your choice. Like, I don't care what you choose. You choose whatever you want. <laughs> you go right ahead. I'm just telling you I'm... I'm not choosing the same thing and I have my reasons and you got your reasons and that's fine. I don't know when it became this thing. Like you've got to believe me and agree, or you have to agree with me or else like you're not an American. I I don't know. Um, Simply don't understand all the conversations here and other places of why Trump. Don't you know, at the end of the day, it's any Republican versus Biden or other Democrat. My guess is that anything anybody says, a person either supports the nominee of their preferred party, choose the other, or don't vote. Simple. Well, yeah. Uh, is this uh, Andrew? I, uh, I didn't vote for either of the candidates last time around. So I agree. And the times before that, I would vote Libertarian. But the last time I could even vote for the Libertarian. So, yeah, I withhold votes. Absolutely. I leave races blank. When I don't like any of the candidates, I don't give them any of my support. Because guess what? They know that. Candidates know, the the, the post-election anal, uh, analysts and stuff, they know what ballot erosion is. They know when people don't vote in certain races. They can look at those numbers, and if enough people do it, they realize what we gave them they didn't want. 
Um, we wish to discuss hypotheticals of what will or won't happen if he, Trump, is elected and eliminates all norms since none were broken from 2015 to 2023. Soft, open, and indirect conversations rarely lead people to a belief, cause, or purpose. That's not true. That's not true at all. Um, Then again, I have an Obama phone since I didn't like or vote for McCain-Romney, since they are both principled individuals based on their voting histories and accusations. Be good, stay healthy, always grateful. I kind of got lost at the end there, I got to admit. I kind of got lost there. But um, I will tell you this. Screaming at people about why they're an idiot does not convince them that they are wrong. That I have learned. But Pete, you scream at people and call them idiots all the time. That is true. Because I'm not trying to convince them that they're wrong. I just like calling them idiots. All right, you may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while. And it's a great organization. they got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. Here's a Pete tweet from Brian. Pete, didn't the U.S. government just sell border wall supplies for pennies on the dollar? What a waste. I believe we did. Yeah. Um, Old guy get off my lawn says the wall is a trick. It won't be a big, beautiful, perfect wall that works. It'll be a short, wimpy, terrible wall that will be used to prove walls do not work. <laughs> that's, that's possible. Um, didn't they tell Biden he couldn't spend money on student loans as well? And apparently he's doing it anyway. So much for the walk. Yeah, I mean, that's or the wall. I mean, that's the thing. Like the, they they get up there and they're like, you know, we we're all about the rule of law. Yeah. And then and then they just break it at all these different turns. And they get slapped down by the courts and like, we're going to do it anyway. Um, Jeff says, thanks a lot, Pete. Just minding my own business. And now all of a sudden I got to go look up NIMBYism. So I will tell you, NIMBY means not in my backyard. And so that's, this is like, I, I this is what the uh, Democrats in the cities were doing with, um, well, with like zoning and stuff too. That's where it really comes from is, oh, I want affordable housing, but not in my backyard. You know, oh, I, th- I think we should have more manufacturing jobs, but not in my backyard, right? Um, Russ says, the unemployment number is not good news. We are running record highs for people working multiple jobs and record lows for workforce participation. Fewer people working more jobs is very bad. Um. Of all the examples of news stories that Biden could have picked, and he picked the one about dogs, right? Exactly, Andy. Right? Yeah, Biden during his uh, his thirteen minute 
press availability there. Tout the jobs numbers. He takes a couple of questions and he makes up some story about how, you know, media as an example of how media isn't focused on the good stories. And the good story he, he makes up is that a dog's a kid saves a dog from drowning in a lake or something. And like, really, dude, you really want to get into the dog thing here? You really want to talk about dogs? But nobody asked him about how bad of a dog trainer. By the way, did you see there was another report out there that people have reported seeing him kick the dog? Now, how do you feel about Joe? Like, that actually could get him, that could get him defeated. If it turns out that he abuses major or commander, that he has been whipping up on any of those dogs, that could be, that's it. It's over. He's toast. Put a fork in him. I don't know any other way to say I mean, actually, I could probably come up with other ways to say it, but I'm going to go back to the uh, email here. Opening up the mail sack. Magda says, was it really worth it for Eddie Munster to break with all, okay, that's Matt Gates. All right. To break with all-time house traditions to pump up his fundraising numbers? Now that he caught his car, could it ever be a vehicle to the Florida governorship? I can't see it. Aside from acting as a vehicle for his ego, the whole stunt serves no purpose. And bonus, he delays the release of the security footage from J6 uh, even more effectively than Jamal Bowman ever did. Wait, did somebody say Jamal Bowman? Hang on. Oh, there he is. Jamal Bowman. All right, sorry. It's not really a fire. That's just the fire alarm that we use for Jamal Bowman. Mark says, I love listening to your show, Pete. I think you handled that caller, Matt, yesterday very well. I am one of those that love Trump's policies, but I have a difficult time with his baggage. I'm uh, an ER nurse. Trump is kind of like a really good ER doctor with a cruddy bedside manner. When you're really sick, you want this doctor to take care of you, even with his terrible bedside manner. I love your show. That's from Mark. Oh, that's a good analogy. That's a good one. Oh, speaking of Biden's dog, I got I got an opportunity. Hang on. Two six-packs of shiner, 99-cent butane lighter, lucky strikes and a fifth of Patron. So there's a Phillies fan and his emotional support animal that got turned away. They were denied entrance to watch the Philadelphia Phillies host the Pittsburgh Pirates. Trust me, I'm getting to the dog. In a ragtop Mustang Followed us down to the lake And didn't have to think about that too long Skinny dipping in the bright moonlight Situation couldn't be more right
The gator's name is Wally Gator. I don't make it up. And anyway, social media posts show the gator on a leash with a harness with his name on it on the outside. He's apparently an emotional support alligator. But he's not a service animal, so he was not allowed in. And the guy who owns him says, hey, he likes to give hugs. And I thought, maybe use him then to train Major or Commander, right? That makes sense. Train the president's dog. You got this You got this emotional support alligator. He'll teach him how to hug. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. No, I'll see you Monday. I'll see you Monday. Don't break anything while I'm gone. 